This episode of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast is brought to you by Galveston Island Brewing. Visit Galveston Island Brewing at their taproom on Galveston Island or online at www.galvestonislandbrewing.com. Grab yourself a cold beer and get ready to enjoy the official beer podcast of the state of Texas. Welcome to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast, dedicated to all the great things about Texas craft beer. And I am your host, Leo Longoria. Is this, is this the way this works? <laughs> yes. I think we're recording. Yeah. Hello? Is this on? Hey, it's on. All right, so it's been like a year since we put a podcast out, and I'm still trying to figure out like how everything works again, but I think I got it, and we won't know until afterwards. Um, Yeah, so we're back at at the Cove. You remember the Cove? The Cove on Hamblin Road in Kingwood, Texas? It's still here. It's still here. Is that the one with the uh, ghost of Daniel? The ghost of Daniel, that's right. I can't believe you remember that, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel's off-screen voice, or not? We don't even have a screen for for this one today. We're not recording video, but yeah, it's been a year. The, literally, the last episode we put out was the episode that we recorded at Craft Ninety Six at Mount Bellevue, and that was the year-end episode of two thousand twenty-two. Um, so yeah, didn't record anything in two thousand twenty-three. Life got busy. Things happened. Leo, Leo had some health problems, um, and uh, yeah, so I decided we need to start this up again because it's fun, and when we lean into it intentionally and decide to do it and just, just do it, it's fun. At the end of the day, it's just fun, even if like one person listens, and it's my wife. I think she's the one that listens to most of the episodes. <laughs> She's looking at me right now. She knows it's true. Yeah, she knows it's true. But if you're listening, thank you for coming back. Uh, we're excited about an event coming up here in a couple of weeks. That's here at the Cove on January the 6th. It's our third annual chili cook-off. And uh, my buddy Ronnie here is actually, I think he's going to be here. Yes, I will. Definitely. Yeah. I was are here you, last year. I haven't even asked, like, what are you going to do that day? Are you gonna judge? Are you uh, gonna cook? Are you gonna, are you gonna be Leo's bitch? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being Leo's bitch kind of comes hand in hand. I haven't cooked chili in years, man. I mean, maybe I should do a test batch and see if it's any good. You should, you should. Yeah, I'd love to have you compete or or judge, or judge. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely down to uh, be in in any way, shape, or form, whether it's being a judge or I got to see if uh, if I can knock the rust off of cooking. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, yeah. So, is there? Do you, have you ever made chili before? Yes, but I can't say that I've done it as extravagantly as some of the individuals that I've seen in these competitions, where every single thing is from scratch. Maybe I use you know a pre-made ingredient here or there, or um get lazy about the cut up jalapenos instead of doing it myself, you know? Man, I don't think I don't think there's a wrong way to make chili. Well, maybe there is. If you put cinnamon in your chili, there's I don't know. <laughs> it's just me though. But uh, when you put pasta in it, is that Well, I mean yeah, if you're making a Southwest style <laughs> pasta sauce, which is basically it's 
it's chili with no beans in it. Um, yeah, you can put that on pasta. There's nothing wrong with that, man. If you like it, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy man. it. Eat it. Share it with your friends. Yeah, and if you have leftovers, send me something. Just make sure it doesn't have cinnamon in it. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Uh, we were at the uh, the Ingenious Chili Cook-Off uh, just last week, and uh, the guy that won put... Well, he made two batches. He made like a competition batch for the judges, and then he made one for for the crowd, right? But it was the same recipe. The only difference was the one that he made for the crowd had beans in it. Okay. And those beans came out of a can. Okay. <laughs> those beans came out of a can. I saw the can. It was a big-ass can of Bush's beans. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man. When I tasted his chili, I was like, oh, shit. I got to go adjust some things in my chili because it was really good. <laughs> It was really good. And I'm hoping, I'm trying to get them to come compete in our, uh, in our cook-off here in a couple of weeks. Uh, and we're doing, if you were here last year, you'll remember that we only did a judge's choice. Uh, and that was actually won by the Rogue Brewers, who's, who are actually coming back this year to defend their title. But this year, we're going to include a people's choice. So the people can decide who their champion is. And for the teams, the best way to guarantee that you get, you know, a good people's choice vote is to tell all your friends, tell your family to come out, vote for you. And if you come out to, to eat, it's a great deal. It's it's five dollars and you're going to get a wristband. And that wristband is for all the chili that you can eat. And then you're also going to have three voting tickets. So you can give all three of those tickets to one team or you can separate them out to three different teams or two to one, however you want to do it. Or you can just rip up the ticket and say, all this chili they ate today was absolute shit. Nobody deserves to win. I want my $5 back, right? I doubt that would happen because we normally have really good chili at this contest. It was a tight contest last year. It was really tight. I want to say, what was it, like 0.2 points was the separation? I think so. It was really, really close. So, yeah, so next year there'll be a people... Uh, well, not this year, not next year. This year, there'll be People's Choice, first, second, and third, and there'll also be first, second, and third in the in the judges' choice. Yeah, we'll be here from noon to four. Uh, teams, you can sign up. There's actually, if you go to the website texasbeerexperience.com, there's in the sh in the shop tab, the first thing that comes up is the chili cook-off. You can sign up your team there. Uh, you can buy your your uh, your tickets uh, for for the event. And you know, get and get your wristband on site that day. You don't have to buy them in advance. Uh, just come here and uh, pick up your wristband and your and your tickets, and have a good time. Of course, there'll be some really good beer here at the Cove. They usually have a, a great mix of local and nationally known uh, craft beers, as well as some other beers. And and I think they have wine now too. Yeah, they yeah. do have wine, and they have a margarita on tap. <laughs> they even have some cans in the cooler, so even if you don't see anything on tap you like, you can. Get a can and they serve it here. Well. Yeah, you can get you a can. I think you can take those cans to go. They fill up growlers to go. Uh, if you're in the mug club, uh, you get a discount on all that stuff. So, yeah, January 6th, make sure you come out for that. I just said something a second ago about the cans because for a while there earlier this year, I was not drinking. I was not drinking alcohol. And uh, so everywhere I'd go, I'd be like, hey, do you guys have any non alcoholic offerings? And so the Cove, you know, they did a, a pretty decent job. They had Heineken Zero, which, I mean, if you know anything about Heineken, man, like, 
it's really kind of skunky. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same thing with Heineken Zero. It's kind of skunky. The only way I could drink it was by putting it in a putting in with some Michelada mix. And uh, but then they ended up getting uh, Guinness Zero, which I discovered to be probably the best NA beer uh, out there. Because I mean, to me, I could barely tell a difference between that and normal Guinness. Yeah, I've heard great things about it. I personally haven't tried it. Maybe I should pick one up and give it a shot. Because um, I do like a Guinness, especially on a slow pour. Oh, yeah. Like um, like a nitro. I'm sorry, not a slow pour. Nitro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew what you meant. A nitro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, when it's done right, it's really good. And it's always a good memory to go back and say, man, that's, I remember the first time I had a Guinness, and it's just a good, good memory booster. Yeah, and a great story too. Like, there's a great book about Guinness called "The Search for God in Guinness." It's it's fantastic. Highly recommend. I think it's Stephen Mansfield is the uh, author. Yeah, no, you remember? I'm looking at my Lynn. She just shrugged her, my Lynn. She is my Lynn. She's my wife too. Uh, she just shrugged her shoulders. Yeah, I think it's Stephen Mansfield. But anyway, good book, great beer, great story. Um, man, I'm kind of at a loss for words since I haven't done this in such a long time. What are we going to do next? Well, we talked about the chili cook-off coming yeah. up uh, 2024. Uh, that's a good way to kick off the year. Now, oh. this year, um, I'm sure you've had a lot of good beers. I know I have for sure. Is there any beer that you would say that really stood out to you that you really, really enjoyed? Man. You know, so I just mentioned that Guinness Zero, and I did, I did 90 days of... Technically, it was actually 86 days um, of no alcohol. And that Coke, I mean, Coke Zero, <laughs> Guinness Zero really stood out um, as as a non-alcoholic. And I tried some other non-alcoholic stuff that I really enjoyed. And it made not having alcohol for those, for those months uh, a lot easier. Uh, I was also doing a lot of hop waters. Uh, and there's some really good hop waters out there, too. Uh, St. Arnold, yes. Lagunitas, Sierra Nevada, outstanding hop waters. Sierra Nevada's coming out with a new one, uh, a citrus one that I actually got to try uh, uh, just a few days ago, actually. My buddy Gus, who works for Sierra Nevada, um, gave me some and some of their new NA beers as well, and they were all all really good. So um, those are very memorable for me this year be- because I was doing that fast. Uh, which I needed to do for my health. I also dropped weight. I think I dro- I've dropped to like 30-some-odd pounds um, this year. Um, also, and I can't recommend this diet, <laughs> I found out uh, back in October that I had cancer. And this was actually, that was in the midst of like my 86 days of no alcohol. Um, so, yeah, after I found out I had cancer, um, I was like, well, I'm not going to drink much um, during that time, um, so I had a colonoscopy. They said you found something, did a biopsy, came back as cancer. Uh, within a month, I had surgery. Uh, within a few weeks after that, you know, went to see the doctor, and they said, like, well, the cancer's gone. Like, we got all of it. It was early stage, and I'm good now. And, uh, yeah, that was probably the most significant thing that happened this year. Uh, so I would say... The best, hey, okay, so I'll say this. The best beer I had this year was that Monday night after we went to see the doctor, the surgeon. On the way home, we stopped at Novi Public House on Webster. Uh, 
and we had a Sierra Nevada celebration IPA. Oh, <laughs> can't go wrong with that. Which, I mean, is the perfect moment, the perfect name of the beer. We're celebrating being cancer-free. Uh, to me, that was the most significant beer of the year, even though I've had it several times. It's, it's, it's such a great beer that comes out, you know, right before the holiday season. Uh, if you've never had it, I highly recommend you try it. It's available on draft uh, cans, bottles as well, I believe. So that was probably my favorite beer of the year was Celebration. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard to win top, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had cancer, dude. Jeez. <laughs> always got to go and one-up people, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. What about you? Oh, man, if I had to choose, I've had a lot of good lagers this year. and Oh, that's good, man. I like to hear that. <laughs> you that's know, I'm the stout guy, but... Yeah. Man, I, I think Project Halos, I think it was... It was either... I think it was Chilbra, or it, it might have been my... No, it was Chilbra. Um, you know, they always got uh, funny names like that. Yeah, yeah. It was a... Um, it was a dark lager that just drank so smooth. It was just, wow. you you take a sip and it was just so refreshing, so crisp. And I mean, that was one of those beers that I bought a few four packs of. And normally I don't go through, like if I buy a pack, I normally don't run out pretty quick. But that one, I bought a couple four packs and I ran through pretty much all of them in a couple of weeks, yeah. It, it was so smooth, easy drinking, and just enjoyable. Awesome. Well, do you have any? Did you bring some with you today? I did not bring any with me. It's been a few months, so it might have been, you know, <laughs> not the freshest. But when they do it again, I'll pick some up. And why you always why you always want to tease people, Ronnie? I know I try and one up people, but you're like, you just you just tease people with great beers, and you don't bring them. Yeah, I like to get people's hopes up just to crush them down. <laughs> Yeah, succeeded, sir. Yeah, succeeded. I like a good dark log, a good dark logger, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be looking out for that one. If they come back with a, I'm gonna try and pick some up. And I kind of want to go back to like not recording this year. <laughs> um, so earlier this year, I had set up some some schedule some some uh, podcasts, and one of them was with with Project Halo, and I had to cancel at the last minute, and I felt really really bad. Um, had some work stuff come up and I just, and so that really kind of like, I was like, do I need to keep doing this if I'm going to let people down? Um, but I've had so many people say, man, you should keep doing it. I think you should. And, uh, I'm going to reach, reach out to them again and see if they'll forgive me and, uh, and allow me to hopefully not waste their time. They're, they're really good yeah. people. So yeah, they I'm are. Sure they will. They really are, man. Yeah. And they're active in the community and, you know, I always see them at the guild meetings. Uh, just good, good folks. And of course, I've had some of their beer. I've never been to the brewery, but the beers I've had have been outstanding. Uh, and again, they're just also good people. It's also good people. Yeah. I'll tell you something off air that I'm pretty excited about. That I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about um, in this Here's setting. Ronnie again with the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> people are just gonna have to come back until they say that we can say it. Well, maybe, maybe you shouldn't tell me. Maybe because you know how I am. I like to just blurt things out all of a sudden. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm pregnant or something. No, I'm not pregnant. That's that's dumb. Like that's not possible. 
Not possible. There was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie once. There was with Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, it was called Twins. Wait, was he pregnant? No, that wasn't Twins. No, that Twins was. Twins was something different. <laughs> well, there was a movie where he was pregnant, right? Yeah, one of the goofy 80 movies. What was that one called, man? I don't vaguely remember that one. I don't know why Twins popped in my head. Um, I don't, dude, now I don't remember. All right, if you listen to this podcast, uh, I'm going to put a question up on on, uh, on Instagram. Uh, and if you give me the correct answer, I have a special bottle for you. Oh. Yeah, first person that comes up with the correct answer, I have a special bottle for you. If you can tell me the name of that movie. That means you have to have listened to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Googling allowed. Googling is allowed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that. the point is that, like, they listened to the podcast, they heard the question, what's the name of the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is pregnant? And uh, if you're the first person to give me that answer on, on Instagram, and we'll do like a, an Instagram story. I'll give you guys like a couple of days. Because, I mean, we're, we're coming up right on Christmas. This is the Saturday before Christmas. So we'll probably put the episode up on Tuesday. And then by Friday, um, you need to have listened to this show and give me an answer. And I have a special bottle for you. I think that's a fair amount of time. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah, Mo, Lynn, you're not, you're not eligible. The one listener. My one listener, so you're not eligible. We're trying to find new listeners. And tell you, tell tell people that you know, if you can, yeah, about the show, and the and the chili cook-off. yeah. <laughs> chili cook-off actually, uh, we would have got several teams signed up. But obviously, returning champion and a few other teams have signed up. Uh, as usual, per every year, you know, there's always, there's always those teams that are like, yeah, man, I'm gonna sign up, I'm gonna sign up, and they do it like the day before, right? <laughs> which is fine it's fine i just like to know like how many teams am i gonna have because i like to say man we got 10 teams we got a thousand teams um whatever i'd like to know i thought it was ten thousand this year it's close we're at nine thousand nine hundred ninety seven okay three more we're good three more to go three more to go so tell your friends this is a massive chili cook-off and imagine five dollars for ten thousand chilies jeez what a deal make sure you're off work the next day <laughs> Bro, bro, like, <laughs> the day after the ingenious cook-off, man, <laughs> I could barely stand stand myself. It was pretty bad. <laughs> did you mix in some of the stouts in with it, too? Uh, no, that one, uh, what beer did I do with that one? Uh, oh, I did I did the Galveston Island Bach. It's one that we just do in the brewery. It's called Boots on the Bar Bach, and I'd never cooked with that one before. Because uh, I normally do uh, Seder Swill from, from Back Pew. So I was like, well, I'm going to do the Galveston Island one. But yeah, it was pretty gas the next day. <laughs> Which, I mean, you need to kind of expect that with, with chili, especially if it has beans in it, right? So are you a beans in the chili guy? I am. I am a beans in the chili guy, but I'm also a no beans in the chili guy. Yeah. If I'm competing in a in a contest where it doesn't, where you can't have beans, I'll make. I'll happily make a chili with no beans. But for me to like really enjoy it, I think it's just better with beans. And that's why like this, so this is the first year that for our cook off, we're letting teams cook the way they want to make their chili. We're allowing beans, we're allowing fillers. Um Yeah, man, I mean, make what you enjoy and, and you know what? If people like your chili and they vote for it, good for you. It's likely, I would say it's likely that that chili comes back here 
in this this room that we're in at the Cove, uh, that the judges will probably look down upon a chili uh, that has beans or fillers in it, uh, but that doesn't mean they won't like it, right? I'm I'm from the train of thought of whatever you want to eat is what you should make. Yes. And now I can try all different kinds of chili. If it has beans in it, great. If it doesn't have beans in it, great. Um, I've seen some that uh, have some, well, there was somebody who had venison last year. Okay. That was the first time I ever had venison in a, uh, a chili. In a chili, yeah. It's a really good one. Hold on, I don't remember who that was. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't want to say anything wrong, but I, I think I know who it was. I'll, I'll, was it the guys from Strong Arm Brewers? That's what I wanted to say, but yeah? I didn't want to be wrong. Their chili was really good, actually. And that's, we did their cook-off a couple weeks ago. I don't know if they did venison this time, but yeah, their chili was good last year. Uh, I believe they finished third last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and my buddy Chris, who was a first-time competitor, came in second. Yes. Yeah, he was very surprised by that. And he he puts, well, he used to. He doesn't anymore. His, his chili had tomatoes in it, which is something I don't, I don't do anymore. I don't put chili in my tomatoes. I don't put tomatoes in my chili anymore. Um, but yeah, he won second last year, and then Rogue Brewers won, won first. Their chili was really, really good. Um, but yeah, we got some other competitors this year. We got the Admiral, who is a co-owner here at the Cove, is going to compete this year again. And I think Sean, the other co-owner, is competing this year again. He's actually the OG champion. They won the inaugural cook-off two years ago. Yeah, some people said that that was kind of cheating or whatever, <laughs> but I made sure everybody was up to par, man. Like, I I managed the the, the judging and it was a blind it judging. It was a blind judging. There was no there was no money being exchanged or anything like that. No uh, beer being given away. Well, I can't say anything about that because <laughs> the guy does own the bar, so <laughs> <laughs> he he might give out a few a few free samples here and there. You never know, but. Um, but no, it, the, but the point is that these cookouts are fun. Uh, like even for the teams, uh, for a lot of the teams, even if they never win, I see a, a lot of the same teams competing in cookouts across the city. And it's just fun for them. It's a good time to get together with your friends, you know, get in friends on other teams. Everybody's out there cooking. It smells great the entire, like from the time you get there to within just a few minutes after everybody gets here and starts cooking, it starts smelling really good. It's just a fun time. Um, so even if you don't think you can win, come and hang out, put a team in, bring your friends out. Um, cause a lot of times, like, I mean, for me, like I'm cooking, but then the, the best part is when the pot is just sitting and it's simmering and everything is already in place and you're just waiting for it to like get all the flavor and the cooking done. Uh, and, that, and during that time, you're just kind of hanging out, having a good time. You could throw some, you know, play cornhole out here or you know, have a beer or two. Um, I know, like, one of the teams, the Casey Cookers, is my good friend uh, Robert Conger and his friends and, and, and his dad. Uh, they always bring, like, a grill, and they're cooking stuff all day and then just sharing with everybody. Uh, yeah, just to kind of add to add to the, to the, to the fun here, man. Kind of feels like a tailgate almost. It does kind of feel like a tailgate. Yeah, yeah, we got music playing and... Uh, I've been to one where we'll have a TV out there and, you know, I mean, we got NFL playoffs coming up here pretty soon. Our local football team 
has a chance of making the playoffs this year, which will be pretty cool um, to see them play in that. Um, I'm still upset y'all stole our, our defensive coordinator, man. Oh, man. This is D'Amico's home, bro. I see that. Hey, and look, Ronnie's a 49ers fan, dude. Man, there's no, I don't think anybody can stop the 49ers this year, dude. They're really, really good. They're stacked. Barring everywhere. injuries, we, we should be. I mean, barring injuries, sure. But, yeah, I mean, I mean the, the quarterback, holy cow, Mr. Irrelevant last year in the, in the, in the draft, last pick in the draft. And he, he might win the MVP. He's, he's up there. It's crazy to think that that kid might be the MVP of the league this year from being Mr. Irrelevant to the league MVP. That's a great story. That's, that's, that's going to be a movie one day. That will be a movie like <laughs> Kurt Warner's movie. <laughs> yeah, probably better than Kurt Warner's movie, man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. But still, just an amazing story. And that's just a very loaded team. And we're going off on a tangent here because – and that's okay because I love football. But uh, why don't we take a, a quick break? Uh, we'll be back here shortly. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience podcast. We're recording. Oh, we're recording? Okay. I think so. We're live. <laughs> we're back. Uh, we're back. Yeah, we're going to do one one last quick segment here. Um, and we're, we didn't really plan this. Like, I know I was like, man, I just want to talk about the chili cook-off, right? And I feel like we've done that. We're probably going to mention a few other things be- about that before we we, uh, we sign off. But, um, man, recently, you know, like craft beer right now is kind of going through a moment, like, you know, sales are kind of down for some for some breweries, and uh, there's a lot of competition out there. There's more choices for for us. I mean, I'm a consumer. There's more choices for consumers out there. You know, you have you have seltzers, you have uh, ready to drink uh, like liquor based drinks. Um, you have liquor and spirits. You have wine, of course, uh, and craft beer um, is just kind of kind of just we're just kind of treading water a little bit, right? And that's fine. I mean, beer's not going anywhere. No. I mean, it's always going to be here. <laughs> it's not going to go anywhere. There's too many people that drink beer for it to for us to say like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna go away. And I mean, even beer in general, like even large beer, has gone through some stuff this year. I'm not going to bring up because then it's going to get political or whatever. But but here locally, like we've had several like really good, very popular breweries that have announced closing or selling we're selling um southern yankee recently announced that they were selling their brewery uh their first location over on 1960 um which is actually a great spot and the first time i went there i was so impressed uh not only with the location but obviously with the, with the beer you know in sydney the the head brewer there she an owner she uh she's been on the show and she's just uh, just a great person and a great brewer um, kind of sad to see them go, but you know they want to do some different things. Uh, they're, but they're going to keep the craft house open, uh, which is located uh, in the Montrose area. And if you've never been there, it's a fantastic spot. So it's it's a it's a kitchen, 
that also features their beer. I would imagine with the brewery closing that they're probably going to go to a regular bar set up with different different breweries diff- different tap. breweries on tap. I I would think I don't I, I don't want to I'm assuming. I don't know. But yeah, so they're they're closing. I'm not sure is there an official date or are they waiting for a buyer or um they're not closing, they're just kind of selling and somebody's going to pick up where they're leaving off and run with it. Okay. So now whether the new buyer decides to do some renovations and close for a week or two that we'll see what happens when they Right, make the purchase, but as of right now, it's just kind of um, up for sale and just gonna see who who takes it and runs with it. I mean, that's a great setup to take. Let's it's run good, with it's it. a good setup, yeah. And I mean, just great location if you're looking to open a brewery uh, that's already established, has you know all the brewing equipment, everything's already there. Um, that's a good that's a good spot, good spot. Um, and then recently, we just learned actually just yesterday. We learned that Ingenious Brewing Company is closing. Um, there hasn't been an official announcement made by the brewery as of today. Today is the September, uh, this September, December, <laughs> December 23rd. Um, no official announcement, but, you know, we've kind of heard uh, through the grapevine, um, even from some employees that worked there, that they are going to close, which is, um, that's hard, man. You know, they were, they've been around for a while. And I mean, they're relatively close to where we are here in Kingwood, uh, like like ten minutes from here. Um, always, they've been known for their for their wild and interesting beers, uh, great stouts, um, and yeah, they're they're closing. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that one kind of that one kind of hit hard. I didn't expect that. They, I did not expect it. They're the easiest brewery for me to get to. Yeah. Um, with all the Kingwood construction going on, it's the easiest one to get to, get in and out, and. Um, they had stouts year round, which is very rare for. Yeah, and I feel like that was kind of like their their bread and butter, their stouts, and like their uh, like the Smarty series and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, they're. I don't know the reason why. Um, like I said before, you know, it's kind of craft beer is kind of tough right now, but. Um, but yeah, so hey, well, so what we're trying to say is, support your support your local brewery. Um, whether it's the one down the street from your house or the one on the other side of, of, uh, of Houston and Katy or, or like our friends at Project Halo, hey, just go visit them. Go try their beer. Um, yeah, the taproom the tap is the lifeblood of every brewery. Yeah, I always, you know, I always say don't wait for tomorrow. You always say I'm going to go tomorrow, I'm going to go tomorrow, I'm going to go tomorrow. Right. Stop by, have one, two, buy a six-pack. Yeah. Hang out. And- yeah. But if you know a friend that's going out there and say, hey, man, I can't go, but I want to buy a six-pack, can you bring me one, right? Just, yeah. That's, that's another way you can support a brewery. Heck, if you need something from Galveston Island, I'm out there once a week. I'll pick you something up. Just let me know. <laughs> we got plenty of beer. We got plenty of beer. So, yeah, just go out there and support your breweries. Uh, support your local bars, too. Uh, some bars are – we've had some bar closures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go out there and, and support and – Come out to cook-offs, come live music or whatever uh, these places are doing to, you know, to bring you in and, and entertain you and your family or whatever. Just please support us. I'm not begging, but please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, again, I just want to say bring up the chili cook-off again. Uh, it's in two weeks, two weeks from today. So today's, again, the 23rd. So on January the 6th. 
Uh, we're going to go from noon to four. If you're on a team, you can start cooking at eight o'clock. Uh, it's always a good time. We're going to do a rain or shine. Um, and there's plenty of indoor, uh, indoor spots here. And maybe even a team will let you huddle underneath their tent if it's raining. Uh, but there's nothing better than chili on a cold day, especially on a cold, rainy day. Eating chili, drinking a nice beer, hanging out with your buddies. It's going to be a good time. Do you have any vendors coming out with uh, this? Uh, we do have, I have one vendor lined up uh, and I'm looking, I'm not wanting to do a ton of vendors. I'm looking really just for one more um, and I'm waiting to hear back. So okay. I don't want to say who it is, but they're fun vendors uh, that'll go well with the chili. And uh, yeah, it's gonna, like I said, it's going to be a good time just like it is every year. Yeah. yeah, last year was definitely a blast. The first year was um, equally as a blast, and we'll see if we can make it more fun this year and just kind of run with it and yeah, e eat some good chili. I mean, that's that's perfect weather for it. Absolutely, especially when it's cold. I hope it's cold. <laughs> I think it's like seventy-five degrees outside today, <laughs> but uh, it's still nice. But yeah, I want it to be cold. That's that's what makes good chili weather. But uh, guys. This, uh, this has been a, a, a brief episode, and I uh, want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to look for uh, the the question on Instagram. Watch for my Instagram stories. It's probably going to come out next Thursday or Friday sometime. So if you listen to the show, you will know the answer to the question. I don't even remember what it is anymore. Uh, what movie uh, did oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger give birth? What movie was Arnold Schwarzenegger pregnant in? That's right. That's right. Where did it come? Where did the baby come come out of? I don't I don't know, and I don't think I want to know. I don't think I want to know either. Did they say in the movie? I don't know. Maybe we'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> watch party at both. <laughs> no, no watch party. No. I, the only but the only thing I can see in my head right now is Arnold Schwarzenegger's face. Uh, what was the other movie when he was on Mars from Total Recall? Oh, Total Recall. Yeah. Then when he's like running out of breath because he doesn't have any oxygen, I imagine that's the same face he made when he was giving birth, right? <laughs> Lynn's like trying to picture it. She can't picture it right now. I don't think she wants to. <laughs> Anyhow, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thanks again for listening to the show. And uh, we hope to see you at the Thoradino Chili Cookoff. Cheers. Yeah.